0: (laughs) And we are back after a, uh, I don't know how long it's been, but I just want to say thank you to everyone for being patient because the last set podcast is officially back back in the hot seat and believe it or not. I mean, there's a story of why I wanted to get you two back. Really? Because um, I thought I was just in, in the
1: shower having a mad time. and They're going <laughs> to message from you. So, boys, you want to come back? I was like, sure. I got nothing <laughs> on this weekend. Let's go.
0: <laughs> well, I don't want I mean, I to get too sentimental. I don't want to get too much into it. But these last um, few months have been, I'm not going to say like level 10 rough somebody's dying, but have been a period of hardship for me. Yeah. And... Um, financial physical yeah. all that bullshit or emotional all that stuff and the thing is though for me i've always seen podcasting as just a form of release and just mm. you know just having a chat and, you know talking to people it's always been a form of release and not been able to do it yeah and i had to put it to the side to deal with the things i'm going through yeah but now that it's you know that it's back The reason why I wanted to have you guys on is because in the last few months when I was going through everything... I know what's going on. I've already seen it. I've
1: already seen it. Go, Joey. I've
0: been pretty much just saying to myself, um, you know, do the work. Keep showing up. And God will take care of you. Called it. (laughs) I knew it. And whatever happens, you know, it's out of your hands. It's in God's hands. And then I was thinking, uh, for some people, they think, oh, that's crazy. But there is so much... Emotional yeah. um, There is so much Emotional relief You get from saying Something like that Of just accepting You know That there are things Beyond your control yeah. But you know God does have a plan And I never really Saw myself as a A religious person Yeah But over these last Couple of months I started to steer More down those lines Like yeah. I started reading The bible awesome. Nice And then I started You know Writing You know and cool. I recently just started praying I'm not saying I'm Super religious I'm open to everything I'm very yeah. transparent With everything but there is a lot of benefit I'm getting now going down this road. Yeah. And the reason why that is because you two are the only people I've ever had a conversation with something along those lines. Oh, with, cool. That's uh, pretty the yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. the next thing as well, you guys, I didn't get to tell you this personally, the podcast we did where we talked about fresh, took mad shit for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last was, one we did yeah. was actually the most downloaded episode uh, of 2022. No 20 way. <laughs> yes. No yes. way. Yes. You guys we won. Did we did it. We did it. Most, down,
1: most downloaded episode of 2020, uh, two?
0: 2022. 2022. Yeah. You guys got over a total of 450 downloads That's that pretty you, good. That's good. You, that's second good. place, was around just under 400. Yeah. Yeah. 50 more. Yeah. yeah. That's so pretty it, funny. I mean, I think I accumulated over last year was about uh, uh, I don't know the exact figure, but it was over 10,000 downloads. Nice. That's pretty got, good. Because I'd put out over about 60 yeah. no 70 episodes. No. How many episodes? It was a f- it was over 50 episodes last year. Yeah. And you guys were up there, so And you guys some top guests. Yeah, you had some you legit had some guests up there. I'm just gonna the like, aircon. Keep going. Yeah, you're
1: like you had some legit guests that were big names in the fitness industries. Mm. Like you had you had some baddies, you had some hotties, you had some <laughs> smart dudes. So I'm not you know, I'm pretty surprised ourselves that you know we got top, mm. even though you had a really highly caliber list you had last year from what I was thought I was
0: looking at. It was mm. good. Oh, it was just consistency. That's yeah. it. Once a week, every week, mm. I was in a position where I had the money, you know, had the work ethic to put it out there. Um, And then what happened was I think I want to hit 150 That's when I put out a patreon account Yeah And then obviously I suspended the patreon account um, in January when I wasn't putting out the content because Obviously I can't just take people's money for nothing and not give them anything (laughs) in return So that's why Um, But yeah, I was like holy shit Then I got like a real, I had a height where I felt to myself Fuck, this can be something, this can really be something It doesn't have to be huge but a little bit of something enough that people are gonna want to tune into, yeah. And then everything like sort of fell away side, and then you know it was right at that. But I thought I was hitting a peak. Yeah. That's when you know it comes for you, and I think there's a famous quote someone said was when you're at your highest, that's when the devil comes for you. Yeah. Is that is that true? Yeah. Can you quote me on that.
2: Uh, well, I I don't know that exact quote, but it sounds about right. Um, there's that old quote that. Uh, Probably remember as well the whole new levels, new devils thing.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah. New levels, new devils. You know, because like I
1: said, once some well, like in general, even in not being spiritual, once someone knows you got potential, mm. that's when everything comes at you. You know, that's when the devil really wants to get at you. Even not even speaking about it at all, but like you know, if you find anyone. That gets any moderate level of success, that's when the haters come, you know what I'm saying? You know, you yeah. find that criticism, it just comes out of nowhere, you know. Um, but speaking of that, there's actually a good book that you should read, Joe. That actually Brandon gave me a book. It's called on um, Peaks and Valleys. It's mm. a really good book. Okay. You'd like you'd actually really like, it's a really one of the most easiest, simple books to read. It's tiny. 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 You can literally read it in like one or two days. But for listeners out there, it's called Peaks and Valleys. I can't remember who the author was. Oh, I'll get it mm-hmm. up. Uh, pull it up, Jamie. Um, <laughs> that, but it's a really, that, that. really simple book to read, and <laughs> uh, literally, it's probably one of the top five books that'll change your life mm-hmm. that
0: anyone yeah. can read. It's strange because I've never heard of
2: this one before. Yeah, it's a good one. Who's it by? Brandon uh, Spencer Johnson. That's so Spencer, he's Johnson. That Spencer Johnson. The guy that wrote "Who Took My Cheese" for all the business people out there. <gasps> that one, yes, I've yeah. heard of that one. So
1: if you, li- yes, yeah, so Spencer Johnson, he's a he's a legit, he's a top name, he's a badass.
2: I mean, another really good one that's very similar to "Pigs and Valleys" is "The Alchemist." Oh yeah, yeah, every so I've yeah heard of that one. everyone's had it. it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, right now I'm actually um, I'm reading uh, a book called "Humble: Surviving in a Narcissistic mm, World." Yeah, nice. Um, because recently is what when I've always had this attitude that I hate. I'm not saying I hate talking about my problems, but I hate sharing my problems to the public. Yeah, like if you're going mm. I've always had the idea that if you're having a good time and you're doing well, enjoy it, but don't <laughs> brag. Yeah mm. But the other also when you're going through hardship Put your head down And don't complain Yeah That's how I've been it And then when I was going through What I was going through The last thing I wanted to see Was people doing well On social media yeah. So yeah. I completely Got off social media Yeah So I spent over a month I've spent I think nearly two months now Since that's, I've been
1: there that's, that's pretty good man Yeah You'll, Yeah I'd recommend everyone To like do a social media Like um, uh, What would what that word be debrief break Deep debrief Or even just a a detox? A detox, detox. Detox, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. it's so good for you. It's so healthy. I miss the memes though. Yeah, the memes <laughs> yeah, the memes, the
2: memes are, are funny. I just share them with uh, Jamil now. Oh bro, he I don't post <laughs> anything I just post, share he them. just shares me all these memes now, <laughs> yeah.
1: eh? Out of, out of
0: nowhere, but it's good. It's good. Yeah. Oh it was funny because uh, I'll get a call from a mate and he'd be like, dude, what the was something up? Something wrong with you? I was like, Why what do you mean? He goes, It's been six days and you haven't responded to any of the memes I said. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh yeah. Bro, bro, yeah, yeah, I I know that pain. <laughs>
1: On yeah. the other, but I've been on the other side of it where like dudes will be like sending me memes. And I'm like, I barely even know who
0: you are. Why are you saying this? I'm leaving you on scene. I'm sorry. Yeah. So now, obviously, uh, Brandon, I didn't yeah. want to put you too much in the spotlight. Oh, yeah. But you mm-hmm. told me earlier before the podcast that mm-hmm. your wife is now expecting. Yeah. Woo. He's on his way to being a baby bed. daddy. Did I miss your bridal shower?
2: No, not yet. That's the, that's the next that's, one. Yeah, the thing that's Cause coming Because I remember up Jess put up
1: a post up saying, oh, the dog's really excited for us. Oh my gosh, is it this weekend? <laughs> no, but then no, it really, was that like a family thing. That was a family th- thing, a family a thing, thing but the next one's coming up soon, eh? yeah. Alright, for listeners out there, I'm like the worst best friend. I get invited <laughs> yeah. to like these like top family like iconic moments, and I'll forget. I, t- in proof, I he invited me to his like surprise birthday party last year. I didn't year. invite you. No, Jeff, did. his wife did. <laughs> Jess did, and I totally forgot about it and missed out about it. <laughs> I literally just no. forgot about it. Well, it's one of those Facebook <laughs> secret. Our messenger groups. I just did not open the secret messenger because it was just randoms popping off. So I muted the group chat, and then I realised that
2: because I muted the group chat, I forgot the dates, and I yeah. missed his birthday party last year. His oh surprise God. birthday party last year. That was funny though because uh, it was my thirtieth birthday. Oh, it's a big one. And uh, um, my dad took me out. Doesn't usually happen, but it, w- it was my birthday, so I was like, okay, this isn't too weird. Okay. Um, and then uh, as we're driving back to my house. Uh, I see one of the lights on in the front. I'm like, oh, that light's never on. And then we park and dad's like, oh, let's go through the front. I'm like, mm, no, let's go <laughs> through the back. Yeah. So I go through the back. All the lights are off except for the front light. Uh, and I see people in there. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm I'm about to fight someone. And, <laughs> oh, then, and, <laughs> and I go through and they're all facing the front door thinking that I'm going to go in through there and I open the door I go, Oh, and everyone turns around, and goes surprise! I'm like,
0: oh, Oh. yeah. So you didn't sneak up behind him and perform a silent takedown on someone. There were like
2: 30 people in there. I was (laughs) like, "Um, either going to die or this is going to be a fight. Wow. So 30 (laughs) and about to become a dad. Yeah. How do you feel? Uh, Old. Old. Really? Oh, I don't know. Like, I feel good. I feel I feel pretty good about it all. Um, uh, like like I shared. So we tried uh, two years ago, so 2021, Mm -hmm. and uh, unfortunately we lost them. So we had twins and lost them. Um, so we had enough of a break and when that first happened, um, that was a surprise. Yeah.
0: Now, I just wanted to ask you real quick. Did you know if one of the, uh, twit, was it male or, fi- uh, boy? It was too into, early uh, with the twins. Did, so. Cause do you reckon if it was, if it was a, um, if it was two boys, you take Jamil's name? <laughs> And then you n- name him after one him. of them is Jamil. I, th- I think we've spoken that in the Jamil past. And
1: Joe. The, I think I think I did seriously <laughs> spoke them. I was like, Brandon, if you have a son, my
2: their middle name has to be Jamil somehow. I think I've mentioned that to you somehow. <laughs> and so I don't many of my friends say that, like, oh, you have to name your son after me. Why? Yeah. Our old mate Josh. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, yeah, um, move on, on.
0: That's all. I mean, that's awesome though. I was going to say, Jamil, don't you have like four kids or five kids in Thailand or something? Like that? Thailand? You know, you, you know, Joe, that I don't go for Asians. Brandon,
1: Brandon knows I hate I, I hate Asian birds, eh? Oh, you wow. Know, especially fresh off the boat ones, eh? And I can say that, especially the ones that can't speak. If there's a language barrier, I'm sorry, I'm out. The only language barrier I will accept is if they're German or Swedish. That's about it. But no. Tall, skinny, blonde girls. Nah, Brandon birds. knows that. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon, yeah, Brandon knows. If they're tall, skinny, blonde, then I'm sorry that I'll fall under <laughs> the first meeting, eh? So what's your type then? I, I, just, I literally just said it. Oh. It's like in zealander So uh. why man models? I literally just explained that. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: oh cool. man. Oh cool. Well, uh, I mean, <clears throat> here's another thing I've actually been bring up though. Mm. Um, I feel like now more than ever, the style of podcasting that we have is, I do you know th- like this is becoming more and more sought after mm. yeah the one thing i can't get away from is just all these people putting clips and it's just like those podcasts like fresh and fit where it's just mm. two dudes and then it's like eleven girls around the table. Oh yeah, and it's just one of those podcasts you listen to that just make you want to like
2: pull your hair out oh, yeah. because it's just, it's just like back and forth belittling. The, yeah, the, the YouTube algorithm's got me steaming lately. Yeah, so I <laughs> like I'll jump. So okay, I'm I'm pretty healthy in the mornings. I get up and do the whole routine and all that sort of stuff. And then every now and then I'll scroll. Yeah, and the mornings I scroll on YouTube because I don't do the scroll on Instagram or anything else. That, that just Pisses me off. YouTube is usually pretty good because mm-hmm. um, I do like the short form video stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'll scroll through, and it's now got me the the, the algorithm is basically just like, um, uh, 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 what is it? The um, feminists versus yeah, the, same the, the, I've yeah. every time, and it's so it's like that podcast uh, and these like girls who are uneducated. They're yeah. just pretty girls, and they're arguing the point for feminism. And the guys that seem to have read up on it all uh, are just sitting there like explaining the situation. The girls get super mad. And then it ends up being like this cross desk talk where they're just angry at each other. I'm like, what is this even about? Why are we yelling about? <laughs> it's just, it just doesn't
0: make I don't get how you can just listen to it. It's The thing is, a podcast mm-hmm. I always thought was audio format. Yeah. If I, I've always said to myself, four is the max. Mm -hmm. If if I go on a podcast, if there's a podcast and it's like four people. Yeah. Everyone's got different opinions. It's too hard to keep track. But unless it's Joe Rogan can make it work in a certain way. Yeah. But you you, you know, the voices are there. You got Brand Sharp, the other
1: dude, Eddie, Joe. So you kind of know what's going on. So, So they're kind of established. Yeah. But
0: there's some platforms out there where it's like six people, And I have no idea And they're trying to talk about like one thing And it's just six different points Mm. of view About this one thing And I'm like don't And then they start arguing But I don't know who's arguing with you So that's why it's I've always said to myself um, If it's four people or less Obviously it can be a podcast It can be an interview If it's more than four people It's like a show You know Mm, what I mean It's like an actual comedy show Or you know like late night show And that's why I just Whenever it's more than four people, I just don't listen to it and all that, unless I have to watch it specifically. Mm.
2: If, I, if I'm if i listening to a podcast, if I wouldn't listen to a podcast to learn, I won't listen to something that's got more than two people. Good. Yeah, so agreed. it has to be the host and the person they're they're asking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's like this, where it's conversational, three to four, max four. So like Joe Rogan does it well with Protect Our Parks. Yeah. Oh, that? yes. Right. That, that is my favourite. Like yeah. I will listen to that all the time because they those four people crack me up yeah but well, uh, if it's yeah if it, if it goes down to like the I'm trying to learn something four people you get lost
0: yeah well if we had a platform like that what would you call it save our oceans save fuck our, our sa-
1: save our oceans <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mate, I'm gonna go off the tangent I was gonna call it fuck the turtles Fuck
0: the turtles! Yeah. <laughs> what do you what do you got against the turtles? I
1: don't know, eh? They're just, overrated. They're, just they're just overrated. You just said
0: stuff to be inflammatory. They they live a hundred years and did nothing, eh? How the fuck? It's like, like th- humans. Yeah. Ooh, fair enough. Yeah. Well, well, there's that. I mean, there was also, there was actually one thing that was actually on my mind lately because, um, it's pretty much almost impossible now to uh, open up your phone or it was, it used to be, I don't know what it is now because I'm off social media and yeah. not see Andrew Tate. Mm. Yeah. And then nowadays- you Now it's, it's
2: gone. Now it's gone. Now, but
1: now you got all these other like, figures popping up randomly. I know. Away. I feel like it's like
0: the Tate, I call it the Tate effect. I love it.
2: Well, well, quick breakdown. Why do you think that is? Why do you think he's now disappeared? I mean, there's an obvious reason, reason. Obvious but, reason, mate.
0: But I feel like um, he just kind of opened up. I feel like, you know how he talks about- um. He, had, he said something about a three-step process The first step was what he did Was like when he blew up on social media mm-hmm. The second step was obviously Like he said getting cancelled and coming back No one ever knew what the third step was And always had the idea that there was going to be like He's inspired now like an army of people like him Who are doing mm-hmm. a similar thing Like the Fresh and Fit podcast Like the whatever podcast There's guys out there like Sneeko and yeah. Well, there's cool. other people that sort of like follow him. Just do you know up. what I think third step was? Disappear. Really? You reckon he wants to just disappear? I reckon. Well, I, th- I th-
2: th- think the most successful people who have a really good example of this yeah. have. Do you guys know this guy, Sam Ovens? Yeah. No, please. Him? Legend. Well, okay. So ages ago, he had this thing called consulting.com. Okay. And it was basically like for people who have some form of consulting business or have some form of professional service that they can turn into a consulting business. So he had like this online program and he'd teach you, it was consulting.com, jump on and there's like three levels. One's like two grand, next one's I think like five or six grand, next one, it's like 30 grand. Oh Jesus. Uh, And that's like a mastermind. You get access to him and all this other stuff and whatever. I could get those prices wrong, I'm sorry Sam. But um, he doesn't know who I am, he's over in America. (laughs) But he, uh, when you watch his early videos, Okay, I'm going to say this with the utmost respect for the community. I think he definitely is on the spectrum. Um, When you watch him, he is very matter-of-fact. The language he uses is very robotic. Um, And you can see throughout for, like, five years, he's, like, growing and transforming. Right at the end, before COVID, he completely disappeared. And then during COVID, he was gone. And then uh, I think... uh, maybe mid last year, this video comes on YouTube out of nowhere and it's I'm back and it's him and it just zoom in on his face. He's like, I'm back. And he's got this super long hair and it's it's hilarious, <laughs> but he disappeared and he goes into what he did. And while he was gone, he created a software program. Um, now building that up, soulconsulting.com, focusing on this thing. He's like, I did what my plan was and realized that right at the end, the plan was to disappear Make $30 million passive income each year All that sort of stuff He'd done it mm-hmm. And he goes It was fru- fruitless Like Now I've got nothing to do mm.
0: Oh
1: wow Yeah man You see like You notice the guys that disappear Are the ones that you know Make a good story about Robert Downey Jr mm. Dave Chappelle Brad and mm. Fraser Just then Finally won an Oscar And we disappeared <laughs> I uh, love it, it <laughs> man The sons, uh, the, You know yeah. Disappears out of the acting scene For about a decade
0: Comes back Wins
1: an Oscar just like that For a great film The Whale mm. But um
0: What, what um what, Oscar did he win mo- what movie did he win the Oscar for? The best whale. A- yeah, Best Actor. Oh, Best Actor for what What movie? The Whale. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Have you seen it?
1: Uh, I have wikipedia it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even watch anymore. Do you watch stuff anymore?
1: I uh, just Wikipedia
0: stuff. I'm a reader. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm glad you, we got into the realm of movies lately because <laughs> I feel like that in the last seven, eight, maybe last year, it was really noticeable last year, but do you feel like movies are just going to shit right oh, yeah. now? The creativity and the originality is just going downhill. Eh? It's just reboots, but it fits the woke narrative. Like, I dare go down, look, I'm okay. Look, listen, black actors, trans actors, I've got no problems. I want you to succeed. But at the same time, imagine if we got Chris Pratt to play Rosa Parks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think that shit's going to fly? It's,
1: it's, it's like that, uh, that Chris Mooney joke. I'm going to say it. African-Americans, I'm quoting a quote. I'm <laughs> quoting a quote. A quote by Chris Mooney. Imagine, you, had, you know, you had Brad Pitt with The Mexican. You know, you had Daniel Day-Lewis with The Last Mohican. Imagine they had Tom Hanks, and the movie is called The Last Nigger on Earth. It <laughs> just would not work. And this is a quote to the community. This is a quote by the, the, uh, the great um, uh, Chris Mooney, Charles Mooney, whatever his name is. Imagine that, Tom Hanks, The Last on Earth. It just would not work,
0: baby. But somehow they would do it. Well, is this because it's like this? One of the best movies to come out last year, they say, was Top Gun. Mm. Have you seen Top Gun.
2: I am not, not a fan. i not a fan. Top Gun.
0: Not a fan. Of Top Gun.
2: I really. I liked the filming. I liked okay. all the action. There you go. The acting was not great. Thank you. So that's the
0: thing, right? I feel like even though Top Gun itself, like what goes around, like you. Can, one, I'm okay. One cannot be stunned by like you know the the fighter pilot to fight, so the. Fighter pilot scenes and all oh, how they film mm. that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. But, but judging by like certain acting standards, it wasn't really that good. But then I was saying to myself, it's because the bar for movies has literally gotten so low.
1: Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah, that, 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 for the thing movie, of the movies are sucking, but TV series are getting really, really good, especially yeah. Korean TV series. Okay. Oh, because like, what makes you want to watch a movie is not the script. Yeah. It's not the special effects. It's the character development in the Thank character. You. you get drawn into the characters. You makes you, why should I shift this person? And you get drawn into the emotional story of this person. That's what makes you want to watch a story. And that's what great storytelling is, is the the emotional development of how we can turn this and this from the start of the movie, how you can hate him at the first five minutes, but then love him the last minute. You turn it around. And that's what great storytelling is. Okay. And it's TV series, especially Korean TV series right now. They are, are cool. doing are really really doing that and creating those complex um, broken characters and that's the people and that's you know are usually the characters that people want to go for and like you know kind of like emphasise with you know because people relate to characters that they relate with and they emphasise with those and that's what makes us want to watch those things well what ones have you seen that you think are like a top notch (laughs) okay this is is, well it's actually not Korean it's actually Japanese (laughs) It's, it's called Midnight Diner Midnight it's Diner. It's slowly blowing up and it's making us slow. It's becoming cult status. It's, it, the first episodes were released in like 2012. But the emotional like um, roller coaster, puts you on with the characters that only get featured for one episode each is just like... Oof. Wasn't Squid Game's Korean? Mm-hmm. Squid Game's Korean, but this one's Japanese. Yeah, it's, well. a, it's a movie and yeah. a TV series Ooh. called uh, Midnight Diner Midnight where diner. basically... Uh, well-known chef opens the diet at midnight and the stories are about the characters that come in and they eat a dish and that dish is like um, the starting point of whatever turmoil or story that they're going through. And it's
0: really, really good. Mm, I like okay. the Cause I like character that, development. Because... Yeah. I remember there were definitely some really good Korean TV shows. There was one called I think I think it was called All of Us Are Dead.
1: Yeah, it's a really good series. You see that? Yeah,
0: they they are man. The rollercoaster that puts you through the characters how you
1: can literally hate one character mm-hmm. and then synthesize with it and then love them the next and then they kill them off just like that. Yeah, just those kind of stories, you know. Did you see that one? It's no, really, no, nah. yeah. Really it was good.
0: so good. It was like that zombie one, and it was in a high school. Yeah, but there was like a whole bit of a twist around. Like these kids are trying to get out, and these people are trying to save them. Oh. But at the same time, um, they're sort of coming to terms about themselves. Mm. The other one that I saw was really I for, I can't. I can't remember what it was called. But um, here's the premise of it. There's this like cult that's come into society where they believe that people are bound for hell. And they have like a countdown. And when their time is up, these three demons just arise r- out of nowhere. You're right. And they just literally just beat the shit out of you. And then they, f- they <laughs> set you on fire. And it's the idea that these guys, they're going after bad people. Yeah. So they believe that they've done something that's make them like bound for hell. I don't know. I can't remember what it was called, but I'm probably sure it'll come to me at some point. But <laughs> yes, I've, I do actually highly do. Sorry, I do agree with what you're saying about how Korean TV is... Surprisingly actually really really good You know it's dominating though It's dominating the Netflix series And I do agree with you what you say When TV shows are taking over Because I'm pretty sure last year Everyone was talking about How good uh, What was it House of the Dragon was Yeah And then now everyone's talking about How good uh, The Last of Us is Yeah Is anyone watching that I've Oh no I haven't haven't I've only just seen the little clips Of YouTube here
1: and there off my algorithm But Mm -hmm. not too much I didn't really play the game that much Mm Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I'm i not really into, like, American storytelling game time, but I just see the little clips here and
0: there. It was, yeah. Yeah, well, it was good because The Last of Us is known for being, The The Last of Us was literally the last PlayStation 3 game yeah. before it jumped over to PS4. Mm. So that's what made it so special and so significant. And it was one of the only few games other than GTA was to get, like, a 10 out of 10 across all the platforms. So that's why when everyone was like going to – obviously they make it, they want to stay true to source, source mm. material and they did it and that's what made it so popular. Mm. And That's where I'm getting into this next point yeah. is I can't stand it when you get a book, you get a comic, yeah. or you get a game and the people who make it don't stay true to the source material. Mm, yeah. And I feel like that pisses everyone off because like one of the biggest flops of last year I had was the Rings of Power. Now, mm. I didn't watch The Rings of oh, Power. Oh, yeah.
1: I, I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I didn't
0: you, mind it. You didn't mind it? Yeah. It's just the biggest criticism they say it was said was it was not staying true to the law. Yeah. And you're seeing it now with Henry Cavill and The Witcher. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he left The Witcher because they weren't staying true to the, yeah. Yeah. the law and all that. Even the guy who wrote The Witcher books, he's like, nah, I don't even like the TV show.
1: <laughs> nice. So, it's a cash grab these days, eh?
2: Yeah,
0: well that's that's what the, the next point I do feel like it is becoming a cash grab like Marvel. Oh yeah.
1: Isn't I have i am literally lost in the timeline of what is actually in canon now, like what the I stopped watching
2: is.
1: um After Endgame, I stopped.
2: Yeah, I think I watched a couple. Uh what did I watch? I didn't watch any of the I watched so. um Oh, I can't remember. The one that ended with like the call to blade. Was that The Immortals? Oh, The Eternals. The Eternals. Eternals. Yeah. That one.
0: That, that one, a lot of people gave shit on that one. I actually enjoyed that,
2: I remember. Yeah, I, I liked that last bit.
0: Yeah.
2: and oh, Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man.
0: Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man was good. Yeah, Spider-Man was good. I mean, because obviously it was a cool, it was fan service. Yes. Like, as soon as you put people,
2: Toby in there,
1: you got everyone. F- fan service and my service for those that follow me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs>
2: fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Oh. oh yeah, you spoiled it, didn't you? Yeah. Of you spoiled. Um. I lost. I, I think I had about ten people unfriend me on Facebook because of that, and I found it hilarious. No. Spoiled, spoiled what? Spider Man. I put. Oh, you put up. That. I put Terry Maguire walking through the portal as my profile picture. <laughs> no. So I I had to see it, and then yes. I put up videos of like Andrew Garfield
0: walking up the portal, so they had to see it and you know, stuff like that. Love it. Yeah. Why? Because it's funny. Why'd you do it? Yeah, I think you did that to me as well in um. <laughs> For Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I put Charles Xavier. Yes. And I sent you a message saying, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just funny. Well, it's just like, I feel I feel like people who want to go to these TV shows, these movies, I feel like they want to be surprised. They want to be like, you know, they want to have that nostalgia. Yeah. And now it's just like, I feel like it's impossible now because of social media and how quickly people post about it. Yeah, and then the other thing is like TikTok as well. I haven't been on TikTok in fucking months, but one of the reasons I didn't like TikTok was because it actually ruined Spider Man Endgame Game for me because yeah. I didn't see it on the opening night. I saw it after the opening night, yeah. all that, you know, and then I pretty much fucking I have always seen clips on TikTok, and I was like, oh well, I may as well watch it now because now <laughs> I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Damn TikTok! Yeah, what is up with this t- like TikTok lately? Do you guys even use it
1: anymore? I I, I don't. But me and Bran, we've had some good chats about you know the, the history behind TikTok and what's no. about, what's useful. Bran can tell you a story like what the the, 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 <laughs> tell the story of, man? The alterium yeah. oh, okay. Well apparently there's this theory of theorem is that well if you go watch TikTok in Asia like China, all the videos are all educational. Oh yes, I've heard about this. But yeah, you know, but you watch TikTok here in a show in America, it's just stupid stuff or just like chicks trying to impress people. And the theory behind that is like the creators of TikTok the Chinese let that happen so white Western society become dumber why Asian society become smarter.
0: Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, for me, the reason why I didn't never really like TikTok that much is because I found it literally just porn. Exactly. It was literally porn. So it's
1: just like, you know, that, that um, the valuing aspect to make people dumber, make them more numb, while, you know, in China and all that, people are actually getting smarter, actually getting educated. So it's that subliminal, you know,
0: training going on in there. So like, can you yeah. just set your phone to Chinese then and watch TikTok and then it will maybe happen, or is it something like a location uh, thing?
1: I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like similar like to Netflix where you can change the, your IP address. I don't know if you can do that with your phone. Maybe yeah. you can if you're a nerd, but I've never really done <laughs>
0: gone down that, that rabbit hole. Oh. of changing my IP address of TikTok to China. Yeah. Well, Brandon, you're going to be a pretty prim- you're going to be a dad soon. Does <laughs> any of this stuff like
2: like do you worry about any of this kind of stuff? Um. Uh. Yeah. Yes and no. Like there are. Uh, when I was younger and I was thinking about being a dad and you know, a quick, quick little disclaimer. I'm going to talk about some Christian content. So if you're not a Christian, hey, it's absolutely fine. see ya. I <laughs> want that smoke. <laughs> <laughs> uh. When I, I remember when I was at Bible college. Uh. So like Jamil and I went to this college where we were just learning about the Bible, Jesus, all that sort of stuff, right? And um. Mainly, it was just us running wild being 18-year-olds, throwing friends into walls, being stupid. But nice. um, <laughs> uh, I remember uh, at one one session, we were learning about uh, Revelations. And Revelations is the last book in the Bible, and it basically talks about the end of the world. And so it's, uh, is it John? John?
1: John wrote it. on the Yeah, ar- John, yeah. When yeah. he was exiled on the Isle of Patmos.
2: Yeah, probably super high on DMT as well, right? Yeah. Like, um, but he had all of these illusions and dreams of what the end of the world would be and writes this letter, writes essentially his account of what it looks like. And when you go through it and you like, kind of try to translate it into today, a lot of it makes a lot of sense. You're seeing a lot of signs that were probably in the end times. And I remember when can, I was- Sorry, just to cut you off there, can you give us an example of- No. Okay. <laughs> Not off the top of my head because it's okay. been a while since I've read it. Okay. Um, I can find some stuff while we're talking, and I'll bring it up if you'd like. Okay. Yeah, um, but uh, a, a, we were in a session. We were learning about it, and I remember thinking, "Oh man, if we're in the end times, what's the point of doing anything? Right? If if the end of the world is coming, what's the point?" And I remember talking to one of my friends um, uh, and saying, "Oh, I think we were talking about kids." I was like, "Oh, do you want kids?" And he's like, yeah, I can't wait. He's like, what about you? I'm like, nah, like, I don't want to bring my kids up if it's the end of the world. And he turned, looked at me like dead straight in the eyes and said, that is such an unfaithful way to live. Like you've gotten, that's, what did he say? It's like, where's, like, that's not biblical and where's your faith? So basically, if we believe that um, one, when you accept that uh, Jesus is your Lord, then you're good. You're under his protection, you're sweet. If you believe that, then you shouldn't be living in fear of what is to come. Ooh, I like that. Okay. So uh for me, I look at I look at things like social media and I interact with a lot of young people now. Um and I often get annoyed because I'm like they're their attention, and this is coming from someone with ADHD, by the way, mm-hmm. their attention span is so short. Correct. They're, um, they're just after the next dopamine hit. Correct. Uh, and they don't have the um, uh, the patience to wait for something. Uh, and on top of that, there's a big sense of entitlement. So oh, yes. All of that really annoys me. Uh, for me, I'm like, I can't protect my kids from the stuff. Uh, in the world of what's happening, social media, all that sort of stuff. But I can start, one, by working on me, and two, with doing whatever I can to effectively communicate that as they're growing up. So instilling good uh, values and virtues and making sure that they understand what is valuable and what is not. And if I do that and then give them the space to learn that on their own, hopefully they'll become a good person. But I I'm past trying to control other people, including my kids that are not born yet. But (laughs) when they're born, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to let them jump on a phone straight away. I'm not going to give them a phone when they're six as I saw someone have. Good. Oh my goodness. Crazy. That scares the shit out of me.
0: But here's the thing though. Like someone was saying, someone was saying this to me, like, I understand that our culture is so obsessed with phones and, and it's definitely my generation Because mm. I've just started a new job um, And at a new gym nice. And this gym is filled, filled with young people yeah. And every single fucking one of them is Not every single one, but I'm exaggerating a bit But a lot of them, a lot of them just want to film their sets They want to film TikToks For me, I'm always like put my hoodie on 45 to an hour All I fucking need I'll smash it out Yeah And I had the idea that If I wasn't It's not If I wasn't feeling like You know Somewhat near tired Or you know I wasn't putting a certain amount of way Or doing a certain amount of exercise and I would I would get mad I would get really fucking irritated with myself Yeah And that's just the way I see training That's just a mental thing I see training Science aside But a lot of these kids They're just taking photos They're just taking videos They care more about looking good Than being good And I think to myself Well why am I getting mad at that But then I think to myself I understand that's their, their poison. But then if you go back in time, and I think to myself, I think it was someone who told me, as the older generation said this to me, I'd rather have my kid who's addicted to something like that, like their phone or TikTok, mm. than back in my day when everyone was addicted to drugs. Yeah, yeah. right. And I feel like to myself, oh, that's different, because everything's shifted now. Yeah. So I feel like, always, I think someone said this to me, but you, dude, Smartphones are the new cigarettes. Uh. It's literally the cigarette and then the app is what led to the drug because some people always say a lot of people who take drugs smoke cigarettes as well. And and it starts with cigarettes and then it can lead to marijuana and then it can lead to fucking, I don't know, cocaine or heroin or crack or whatever the fuck people take these days. or ecstasy. It's like that. The phone is the cigarette and then each social media is a different form of drug, and they say TikTok is probably the most potent.
2: Yeah, did you Google it, by the way? Yeah, I had a look. Had yeah. a look at a few. Um, the biggest ones are, and I would say, um, I'll translate it into modern language. Basically, uh, you think of the four horsemen. Okay. So, um, bunch of war, famine, pestilence. Uh, what's called godlessness, so we're seeing atheism increase more and more year on year, Um, or uh, a belief in um, the universe and all that sort of stuff, so something that's not God. So it's not a God, it's something else created someone, and so it's a godlessness. Um, There was... uh, uh, It talks a lot about, so disease so that there will be – hang on. It's
1: getting deep in here, guys. Cool. But, it's, it's just,
0: but crazy end times, you know, you know. Well, what about you? Um, what about well, me? Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like, you know, the end is
1: nigh? Um, <laughs> I, I 100% believe I would not be surprised in my lifetime if it could happen. Okay. It could happen just the signs of the times the world's going, you know, how like – if you think of the last 20 – more crazy stuff has happened in the last 20 years than it has in the last mm. maybe 50 years. Yeah, correct. Well. Um,
0: but I think time's just crazy right now. Yeah. I, I think, think someone th- once told me this, but if you were to turn all of the Earth's time from the Big Bang to where we are now yeah. and mm. put it on a clock, right? Yeah. And then you – like, you know, right from the very first moment the Big Bang, the Earth has formed to today, yeah. human civilization would literally exist in the last three seconds mm. of the final minute. Mm. Yeah, That's how far and how, how pretty much we come, pretty much, you know. Yeah. And I do believe that in some form of the apocalypse, but, however, I don't think it will be the actual end of sim- human civilization. No, and... That's
2: and yeah, it, I, I don't think so either. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's going to be the end like what the end sounds like. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, lightning, thunder, uh, God comes down and smites people. I don't think it's that. I think it, and it's uh, what we see in the Bible as well is the 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 way they talk about time is very different. Mm-hmm. So. When it says this will happen and then this will happen, the 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 length of and then can be hundreds of thousands of years. Yes. So it's not it's not all going to happen all at once. Yeah. So you're saying it's not going to be like this is the end. I don't. No, nah, we're not going <laughs> to we're not going to walk out and there's Armageddon <laughs> happening. Yeah. How funny with that? Okay, let's just say
0: <laughs> yeah, hypothetically. <the> episode. <laughs> man, the the episode the we exit this podcast room right now. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's going wild. You yep. see a devil with two dicks just walking across oh. the sky <laughs> yeah, <this laughs> the
2: What are we doing boys, what's going <laughs> oh, down
1: man. Then I'll be like, why am I still here man, what's going on here I've been making some <laughs> phone calls eh? I'm like, Bro, what's <laughs> going on, I come this on right man, I did know. everything I was supposed to It's like, <laughs> come on Jesus, you know, get me out of here You know, um, but crazy times right now, Joey. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I would probably just break into a house in Peppermint Grove and just hold up there, you know. Why Peppermint, <laughs> Peppermint <laughs> yeah. Grove. Cuz Peppermint so Grove's like away. the most expensive place. Is it? 11W in, in Perth, I think. Okay. Quick
2: quick uh quick question then survey. What what is the uh the zombie apocalypse strategy? What are you guys doing? <sighs> Ooh, depends what zombies it is. All of a sudden we get this uh this notice from World Health Organization there's been an outbreak in Perth. Of you know the, uh, this new strain of whatever M- uh, won't say it online, so you don't get a yeah. Okay, <laughs> it just depends. <laughs> on I
0: always tell people it always depends on the type of zombie. If it's the Walking Dead style zombie, where it's just the slow ones, oh, yeah. they, okay, they, they can't they can't oh, yeah. even open that's a door. Not
2: non- that's it, nonsense,
0: yeah. man. Yeah, that if if that happens, I'm totally chill. Yeah. Alright, I got a cu- I just grab a couple swords. I don't yeah. know. Just fucking yeah. start swinging. I'll do the knee game grab my baseball bat, put some bomb away. <laughs> yeah. I'll be fine. If it's like World War Z yeah, style zombies or sprinters, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, get the fuck to the river because I'm pretty sure they can't swim. Mm. Just get the fuck to the river. St- get on some rich yeah. guy's boat. Just live on live on the ocean. To nest. <laughs> yeah, made them right. Ah, what?
2: Unless there's an outbreak there. Yeah. Like you kill a I mean, and then you're sweet.
0: Yeah. Just get on that boat. Just get on a fuck off big boat and just become a pirate. Yeah. That's what S- I'd do. Sail
1: the seas, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Viking, Viking style. What about you? If I had a strategy, I would go to the nearest market garden, take over that market garden. So I've got infinite crops for life. Okay. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm thinking like long-term here. If I can survive, I can go to like some Vietnamese house market my garden. I've got crops. I've got a house. I've got, I've got weapons in there. I got like you know all the stuff ready for the antique um, Help me lay low for a couple of years <laughs> at least. You know what I'm saying, and it's, because it's a market garden, it'll always be in the middle of nowhere. Ha- you know, I don't know how long zombies can walk until the middle Have you ever been to, to Banara Nurseries in Karabuda? No. If you were to walk from up to Banara Nurseries in Karabuda, it's a long walk of nothing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. So you reckon the zombie would just die bored? him? Oh, bro, he'll probably, t- he'll probably turn back and he's like, stuff this, let's go back to the main city guy. Let's go back to mainland, eh? Well, inland's a good idea,
2: inland or the sea. Yeah. If you think about it, Perth would be a really, really good place to be if there was a zombie apocalypse. Australia. Australia would be. If you, yeah. if you can get a, you know, more central, you're sweet. Correct.
0: Because there's so much space to go to mm. and there's so many ways to get out of the city as well. Yeah. That's Joe
2: Rogan talks about that. He's like, if there's a nuclear like end of the world, yeah, I'm yeah. going straight it's to Australia. That's Australia. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Smart something there. Or,
1: it, or New Zealand. Mm. Uh, live uh, live out in the mountains, eh? <laughs>
0: I can see you like full monk mode, <laughs> mate. It's just me and yeah. Brandon right one day scale the mountain mountains for days, and then you're just sitting on top of the mountain. Nah, Developed so this you like full beard. No, you'll, yeah. you'll,
1: you'll you'll see me in a full robe walking out like Mark Hamill and <laughs> um, what's it called and in the, the last in the last Star Wars movie, yeah. you know, going, "Who are you?" I'm like, "Hello, Ray <laughs> You know what I mean? But it's
0: like his mustache is like falls all oh, the, the way Fu down. Oh, the Fu Manchu. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I wish I could draw a beautiful mustache like that, but my white jeans won't allow me, eh? Uh, yeah. I
2: thought you were talking about like jeans you put on. I'm like, who has white jeans? No,
1: on? no, my who white jeans. Who has
0: white jeans anymore? You're right.
1: Oh, bro, white jeans were a thing maybe like 10 right. years ago. But well, You I, had
0: some. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, had, I, th- I probably had, I think I had a pair. But thing is, when I think of white jeans on guys and girls, imagine if you needed to take a shit
0: exactly yeah, yeah. it's too risky it's too, way it's too, risky. too risky
1: yeah it's way too risky it's, it's, things happen i've been at work sometimes so i've just been chilling i'm like
0: oh oh, oh gosh sure oh. need to go home guys you yeah. know what i'm saying you know you know yeah after that space between a fart and a shit you have oh, <laughs> yeah. gotta take a chance yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, <risky>. it's <laughs> happened. question when was the last time you ever wore white jeans though
2: me yeah I've never worn white jeans. never, never worn white jeans i wore a cream colored suit for my wedding yeah, that was a nice suit. And by I way. still have those pants. I wear yeah. them every now and then. Yeah, but that's as close to as white anything that I come t- to. I don't even have a white t-shirts. Off
1: track at Brandon's wedding. Here, some big names at his wedding, like big names of Parliament. Joe, know? I think oh, I, I tell do you, if, it? If, Joe, do it, if, it, off track. You'll like the story, Joe. Story. There's one time me and Brandon, we got invited to a, we can't say his name obviously but a really high level member of parliament to his house in Mindari.
2: Wow. And
1: he showed us all his guns. And he took <laughs> he us, yeah, and, he took guns. us to, and he took us to I
2: would a, go to his house for the apocalypse. Yeah
1: and it, yeah, oh, yeah hell yeah. <laughs> and he <laughs> took us, And he took a ho- maybe about ten of us to a firing range to shoot guns. Mm. Um he showed us all his um war relics and don't care about this guy is a legit hunter. Like he yeah. he literally regularly like we'll go to the military base, do tours and all that, and he'll beat the military he, guys in shooting. He can literally could have went to the Olympics. He was an
2: Olympic shooting coach.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. But in Chad just full time going to politics, but he is an elite level huntsman shooter. You go to his house, it's photos of him like with big yeah. game, just posing in your big game. Oh, He's wow.
2: a very unassuming guy as well. Very unassuming guy. Very successful in business. Is he, he like one of those guys if I saw
0: walking down the street, I just think it's an you you know, thought, a regular dude. Yeah. Like there's nothing. He, he was like a mil- he was
1: like a millionaire by the time he was like twenty three or twenty. Yeah. Something ridiculous like that.
2: How did he get rich?
1: Property, uh, property, property development. Oh, all, but really? all, all in his early early twenties. It was crazy. The reason why he kind of like invited us over to like show his guns, shoot guns to to a range because he was kind of like grooming winning us over to vote liberal. Yeah, in a way, <laughs> he's like, guys, you gotta. we are giving away
2: pretty much like everything <laughs> to identify this. We like, can't, we can't say, <laughs> say the
1: name, but obviously, but like it was like a way to show that like, yeah, man, you guys did win us over because me and Brad, we used to be very involved in, to, in the Liberal Party. Really? Like, yeah, we were we were going into like the Liberal Parties, like in after parties, into the showrooms, wow, into like you know tie suit events and all that. What was it like? It was so
2: boring. Really? I still regularly go to some of them. He goes to some of them a lot. Really? uh, So I'm I'm, uh, what I would call politically agnostic. So I don't have a side anymore. Um, I've been asked a couple of times to, uh, and I think it's very premature when they ask, but to run. Um, Really? Yeah, I'm not, uh, like, I can, I enjoy those events. I enjoy, I think, growing up in the church, that (coughs) that got me right in the throat. (laughs) (laughs) Growing up in the church that we did grow up in, um, we became pl- politically savvy. Wow. So you, you're, you're around these people that are in parliament, and you're around these you know, local members and that sort Highly of Highly successful businessmen. Plus, Perth is very small game. Oh, of course. So they're all... Perth politicians are usually pretty down to earth. Um, the ones that I've met actually are, yes, yeah, I would agree. Usually. Um, there definitely are some people that are not. Um, but even our premieres, he's a pretty down to earth guy. Yeah,
0: I would agree. I would, I would say, I think someone said to me, um, McGowan is just—he's that one dad that everyone loves at the mm. barbecue. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's the best way to explain him. Yeah, it's like that one dad that just rocks up. He knows he's—he's he's done a lot of mistakes in his yep. life, but he's happy to just you know be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yep. Um, I mean, the amount of times my uh, people I know have run up to him in the bar or just run up to him in an event, and he's always taking photos. He's always happy to take, mm, talk to The people. people's man. He's the people's man.
2: People's that's right, that's the word, yeah. People's man. You were he, saying? Yeah, he's he's, he's he's a great example of that, but um, uh, where was I going with it? <laughs> um, I was talking about...
0: Your people asking you to run. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: so, um, yeah. I, Perth politicians are pretty down-to-earth people. I okay. think that's what I was going with. <laughs> Yeah They are But um. it's wild. But Off the story But that's a true story uh, And he paid for our
1: ch- uh, We went to a Chinese restaurant after About 20 of us And he paid for the whole meal Like mm. Easy R- pocket cash Bang mm. and, it, and you go oh, What's crazy What's crazy Joe Man still lives with his parents Absolutely loaded Yeah Still lives live with his parents he, he bought this wicked house He lives there His parents live downstairs Massive house Overlooks like the marina Absolutely gorgeous Um but great guy mm. but i tell you now um if you're young and you're, man getting involved in the politics early yeah. in a positive way good way
2: well i will also say Depends on what party. Um, Depends on what party. If you're at university and your friends come up to you and say, oh, join the Greens party, watch out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to get a funny story about that one. Yeah. So. We don't want Marxism in WAP.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry, listeners, but you just heard it. Okay, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When I was in university, there was a socialist party. Mm. And these people, they were just... They would hang outside the library every fucking Wednesday, just trying to sell the newspaper, yeah, trying to yeah. sell the protest, some bullshit. Yeah. Just, and I was just think to myself, when I was in university, I just wanted to put my fucking head down mm. study and get the fuck out. That's mm-hmm, all I yeah. cared about. Um, and these people out there every Wednesday, I'm just thinking to myself, how do they have the time? Yeah, how do? You, how could you? I'm like, because i whenever I meet someone and they're telling me something and I just I, I always believe in the past and yeah. it, Even though it doesn't define you but it does give you some indication of why you are the way that you yeah. are yeah. and I'm just saying to you what happened to you guys like what got you so down this route? Did somebody like steal your lunch money when yeah. you were a kid? Yeah. Did your daddy lose all his money or did he get conned out? <laughs> yeah. Did what's going yeah. on? here? What's going on here? Do you guys? know what
2: I've found yeah. most of them come from money That's the thing. Do you hate money because you had so much of it? You just feel guilty that you hate it. They hate money because they have the privilege to afford to hate money. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have to work because someone else has worked for that. And I'm not saying everyone uh, is like that, but Mm -hmm. a lot of the people that I've spoken to are like that. It's the root of all evil, baby. Mm -hmm. Money. Love of money. The love of money is the root of all evil. A lot of people get that wrong.
0: They do But that's like that's If you were born if, I mean If you were born into money And you go like Full like socialist Or full communist I'm just like To me that's just like The the biggest 180 ever Yeah I, can't, I just don't I just Anyway the point is I'm trying to get with these people Is just that they were so Hard to communicate with It's just They're one of those people you meet That's like it's like, here are my terms. Mm. I will not compensate for anything that you believe. You have to compensate for everything I believe. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And we'll shame the fuck out of you if you don't. Yeah.
2: And there's I'm no just, compromise. There's
0: yeah. No, That's the thing. There's no compromise. A, a, an intelligent person I've always met is... Not all of them, nor of them, but a lot of them are very, very open-minded. Yeah. yeah. They're very transparent.
2: Was it Socrates that said, uh, I... I know nothing, and because of that, that makes me the wisest of all. Woo! Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, the like the smartest people I know are the ones that are just the constant learners, right? Yes. So my current one of my current business partners, um, he's a very successful person in his own right already, mm-hmm. has a couple of companies making in excess of a hundred million dollars a year. Very, very, very successful. Um, he, we now have like a recruitment company together, and he knew nothing about recruitment. And mm. overnight, almost overnight, now he knows as much as a lot of recruiters are now. Because he desperately wanted to learn as much as possible. And will ask all the questions. Ask dumb questions. Ask mm. questions that he knows the answer to, but he wants to see how you're going to answer it. Because he knows, he knows nothing. And because of that, it makes him exceptionally smart. Mm. Um, mm. A lot of people are afraid to ask questions though. Because yeah. they don't want to be seen as dumb. Yeah, yeah, or that confrontation. Like,
1: I reckon half the world's problems could be solved. Like, you know how you see these online arguments or street arguments? If you could just invite someone down, hey, bro, do you want to get breakfast or lunch and just <laughs> chat about this some food? <laughs> like meet me down at the bar, have a beer, and just have a chat with me and like get that relationship going, you know. And I think that's what the world really misses these days is that no one gets in that in-depth relationship where I can talk to someone face to face. In a neutral setting, you know, and just like you know, spend some time with you, and then kind of like get that familiarity, you know. Like if we took all the, like you know the world leaders together and get them in a room and just have them just break, just have, want to feed? You want some lasagna? You want a steak? Just want feed. <laughs> I truly believe right. that it's food target, is yeah. the secret to bringing world peace. That's what I believe. You know what I mean? Right. Like if me and Brandon were on disagreeing terms, and he was a smart man or transparent man. I'd say, hey, bro, let's go get the lunch. Let's talk about this. Let's talk it out. Mm-hmm. Usually we'll come to a good ag- agreement. Most people will come to an agreement. But then you get, of course, the odd bunch where they w- they don't want to hear any of it. So, bro, I'm literally saying, I want to listen to you. Let's just do it in a neutral setting. But they don't want any of it. They don't want any of it. It's crazy. It's madness. Mm. You can't reason those people. It's crazy. Jimmy, do I don't
2: think we've ever had an argument.
1: Oh, I think we've I th- had, I think we've, had we've, we've just had disagreements here and there. Um but we never had, obviously so me and Brown, we have a really great relationship. You know, we know we've known each other for years. Um, Brandon's the kind of guy, I've, I truly believe that everyone in their life needs two people they can rely on. <laughs> Meaning in, I'm going to go deep here, Brandon. I'm sorry. Everyone should have at least two people in the phone books where you know their address off by heart. Mm. You know their number off by heart. Okay. So if anything goes down, you've got them to rely on at least yes. two people. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be family members. This is a true story. I've been to Brandon's house unannounced mm. when times have been tough, and I said, "Brandon, something's going down," and he's let me in. Mm. Did you say over whose
0: car we're taking? <laughs> 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 uh, we actually did. We actually did take a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah.
1: And, um, and I stayed over his house. We have talked it through. It, you know, he's been there, mm. and I think everyone needs that in their lives. And if you don't have that, then you got to really ask yourself, the question is like, am I putting myself out there and letting myself be vulnerable to people where I can like shed that piece of me with knowing that if anything goes down, I know there's someone I can rely on and say, hey man, I'm vulnerable here. Can you protect my vulnerability here? You know what I'm saying? And that's something that not many people have and take for granted, mm-hmm. but I truly believe you should have at least one or two people that you can do that with where you know their phone number off by you know their address, or the opposite where you can be that person yeah. where if someone were to come up to your house unannounced. Maybe you know them really well. Maybe you've only known them once. Maybe they responded to a Facebook post that you put hey man, if anyone's lonely during Christmas, come over to my place. Mm. And then someone actually does show up. Like, what do you do? Do you be that person? You know, are you willing to like, you know, set that time aside Mm. and actually, you know, back up what you're saying?
0: Now is the perfect time to do that Joey Diaz quote. I was about to say yes, <laughs> yes, because oh you don't need twenty friends; you just need three bad motherfuckers yeah. to home over a whole country. Yeah. Yeah. see,
1: so was <laughs> Brand obviously listeners don't know Brand's a smart one. I've asked he's obviously, a smart one. But I'm the I, but I'm the Joey Stay Diaz where awesome. it's like. Well, Brandon's like, thank God, Jamil lives because I'm in a meeting right now, up to my nuts in this meeting, and Jamil just sent me a dick pic right now. Yes. <laughs> thank God he, set, thank God he lives just to break the tension right now. Oh, so that's our, That's like our relationship. <laughs> Pretty much. Eh? Oh. That's really funny. I have sent him a dick, <laughs> dick pic. Like,
0: wait, wait, wait. Really? <laughs> I th-
1: I think we went camping and I got high oh off flex like, off, off
2: was acid super high. <laughs> and uh and I got tripped a bit, out.
1: I, I tripped down on acid and I was drinking that night as well and for some reason I was just sending him dick pics <laughs> in my car. Head. And he was oh. in his tent as <laughs> well. Um, it's but like,
2: Ding. Okay, <laughs> o- open the message from Jamil. picker <laughs> Jamil, what the fuck, man? But
1: hundred, but hundred percent. You need those people in your life. We you can have a laugh yeah. when you can go on those highs with, and you can also go on those lows with. <laughs> you know, and if you don't have those people, then it's really time to <laughs> ask yourself, man. I gotta, I gotta find, I gotta find that person. I gotta put myself out there and really be vulnerable <laughs> here. You know what I'm saying? But, uh,
2: people, people like Jamil bring. <laughs> Wait, Jamil brings me down to earth.
0: Wait, I got a question. Just, kidding, just, oh, just okay. shoot with me. Was the dick pic like just was it soft? Oh,
2: no. Was it hard? No, no, was no. it I like don't think we should. Like, actually I, I, actually can't, like, I can't. I can't, I can't say anything else. But it was hard.
0: Yeah. Oh, what yeah. was the angle though? Was it like top down or? Like top down or <laughs> down we can't it? say anymore.
1: <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's pretty oh. bad.
0: You put like a filter or a flash on it the, at least. Uh, no,
1: just. I think it was in my car, so it probably was a flash it on was, there. It was the, like from the ground up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> looking over
1: the top. When, when you say it was that flash on, it, yeah, it was my car indoor in my car indoor lights. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you fit the top bit, bing, you know? All one of those ones. Yeah, all those ones, like, you know. And this is like in 2016 when like, you know, Phones barely even had like lights on them, eh? So it was just like, eh, you know, this little 26 pixel photo, eh?
2: I've taken accidental dick pics. Yeah. Where really? I'm like, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm like, <on> the <laughs> it was, I was in a public toilet. I, uh, I've got like weirdly undextrous fingers. Mm-hmm. I've got really dextrous hands, but my fingers don't work as well as I want them to. So I'm like on my phone, and then I drop my phone and it goes onto a camera. I go to pick it up and kind of squat <laughs> over. And, and then as I pick it up, I hit like one of the volume buttons. And so I've, I've taken this dick pic photo of me looking down, picking it up. Anyway, that's a bit. J- j- just a bit a, bit just, much, just yeah. the of anyway.
1: on. That's what he took, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
2: oh
0: now, I can't say I've never taken a dick pic because they want... They understand they want you to have that lesson. Yeah. So when I started stripping and all that and doing top persuading, my mum always said to me, look, you can do it. It's fine. I'm not mad at you, but just understand whatever happens,
2: it's on you. Yeah. I was like, oh, was okay. it good money? Stripping and stuff? Uh,
0: depends. Depends on how you ask it. Like, I've, um, got,
2: I've got a few. Uh, what? Well, yeah, I, I guess they'd still be friends, but I've got a few friends that have been like, yeah, they're females. Oh, okay. They made good money. I the wa- they, the, I'm, I'm the girls,
0: they make fantastic yeah. money. Depends. I don't care. Like yeah. if it in this day and age, like guys will go after anything. Like yeah. I'm not shitting on the girls, mm. but they don't even have to be fucking models. Mm. don't have to be super fit. They don't care. Men will go for it. Yeah. In the male industry, you are constantly being judged and on display because men will go for anything. Yeah. Women are different. Yeah, Women will different. always want to go for the, something higher. Yeah. Mm. Not always, most will. And that's why I was constantly trying to like, feel like I had to get bigger, had to get more leaner, mm. had to keep the hair long, had mm. to keep the peoples down. I was fucking going through puberty yeah. <laughs> at a time, wow. all that shit, you know, yeah. um, stripping. Um, in terms of money, it was good at times. I don't want to air the dirty laundry, but there was a lot of unpaid hours on yeah. the, the company that I worked for. Yeah. There was a lot of um, there was a lot of rehearsals. There was a lot of tech runs. There was well, a lot um, of conflicts, issues I had with um, payments. But when it came to the if it was a weekend work um, where it was going to people's houses, it was pretty solid. It, mm. was, it was it was pretty yeah. solid. It was enough. It was enough for me to get by. But for me, it was a gamble. Mm. So I like could get X amount per job. But sometimes on the weekend, I only have like one or two jobs, yeah. and that would be the whole money that I would have for the week, yeah. and that would have to last me till the end of next week. And it was just a constant feeling. Fuck, what am I going to have this week?
1: How much am I going to have this week? S- speaking of that, yeah, like in terms of you know, my man, there's the only trust I had. You know, the, what, what my parents think and the guilt and all that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're, you're kinda like your you kind of like new outlook of life, whatever you want to call it, you know, and that you've been praying, that you've been reading the Bible and all that, even asking the questions. Now that you're in that state. Like if you had like a call up tomorrow and say, hey bro, I need you back in the industry. Fuck no. You know what I mean? Like, do <laughs> you feel, do you feel. <laughs> fuck no, absolutely fucking w- not. That like, if, if you were like, well, the way you are now, yeah. if you had a call that, hey, I need you to strip from this woman, that, do you feel that you would feel guilty doing it? Or feel like I shouldn't be doing this? Or, absolutely. Like, you, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, do you feel like
0: there's a new level of like conscience in you? Oh yeah. Well, cause I've been asked. Like, explain Not that. by the same person yeah. I worked for. But by other companies to do other jobs yeah and by other people who want me to do favors for them yeah or there was this one that was actually from over east that turned down and i just don't want it because the thing is for me like the problem is with that job is there's no s- well there is but there's very lack or little room for growth yeah because once you become unless you start your own company you can't go any further or unless you go big bowler and join one of those like vegas groups yeah but or i become part of like the magic Mike itself yeah. group and that's as, as far be- as you can go that's yeah. really as far as you can go like channing Tatum was literally one in a billion yeah the one dude he made into acting but he wasn't he was stripping to pay for acting yeah tidy b rapper stripper yeah but it was pain stripping's never the end goal that Mm. you're famous for yeah you get what i'm trying to say it leads to something else it's a stepping stone to something else
1: like i'm not like bagging people that work in the industry it's not in that that way you know i'm just thinking like you know like now that you know with what you're going through and what you've been through the last few months like how you are viewing stuff now like what made you (coughs) want to think this way what made you choose reading the Bible, then becoming instead of being like a Hindu or reading the Quran or becoming spiritual, like, you know, what attracted you to like
0: essentially like Christianity,
1: you know, in general? Like where did that start, Joe?
0: Where did it really st- – it actually just started just recently for me. Yeah. When I started to realize a lot of the people who I look up to t- today are actually all religious. Yep. The, I, one of my – and I actually feel like there's a com- almost a complete lack of male role models. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, I, and I finished reading Chuck Palahniuk's Fight Club. I finally mm. got to read it. Yeah. And uh, I think there was a big passage about religion and about, you know, um, why people tend to it. And then all the people who I actually look up to, like, I, like Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson is probably one of the biggest influences I've yeah. ever had. Um, I dare say Andrew Tate in the good aspects of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and people that I deeply admire for their intelligence as well, yeah. like Ben Shapiro, yeah. he's Jewish. Yeah. Right? And yeah. they can all agree on, they're all, they're people who I, some people, some of those people who I see, all of them, they have this ability to drop ego because they believe that there's something greater than themselves. And I think that's because the way that they are, you know, they understand they're not perfect, but they're always in a growth mindset. And, and it's also there it's also like submission in a way, submission is yeah. not a bad thing, yeah, but understanding that you, you there is something I don't know, it's really it's real i don't actually fully don't know if I can answer the question yeah. in full, but the people who I look up to they obviously see something in it yeah. because I aspire to be a lot like that,
1: yeah
0: um and i'm starting to see benefit and it, it frees the way I think, yeah. It's not boxing in everything. Mm, it's because yeah. we, we as humans we're obsessed with knowing. Yeah, we 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 measure everything. It's like time. No one told us that we need to know time. Yeah, we gave time its name. Yeah. time has existed, but we were constantly around measuring it. No one told us that we had to. Yeah, so it's the idea of um that there are things outside of our knowledge that we do not know about mm. yeah. and that is okay. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm trying to get. Yeah. I think, I don't know if that makes sense though. Yeah, it it's, makes sense. So
1: you yeah. yeah, that that's a feeling where you come kind of like out realize that man, this isn't just about me anymore. Yeah. You know, it's not just about me and what I want and like what I want. to. You realize that there's others out there and mm. then you start caring for the interests of the others for the greater good, you know what I'm saying. Mm. Um, and then you yeah, just start living that life of submission, of sacrifice where, you know, they, they, they say if you do something good for someone else, you know, you'll make you feel good at the same time, you know? Some people say, oh, I don't need religion for that, you know? But at the same time, it's a pretty good guideline to have there, you know?
2: Um, Well, that submission principle is also built into martial arts. Yeah. Mm. So that's, I've I've found, so when I first, I guess when I first became a Christian, it was also around the time that I first started going into martial arts. Mm. And I found it quite synonymous so uh, that whole idea of submission not being a bad thing, we all know that because we do jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a sign of, you got me. Yeah, And I think that is like my day-to-day thing. I tap out when I'm feeling the weight of things. And so I'll, it could be a quick, when, when we were talking about prayer before, prayer doesn't look like on your hands and knees with rosary beads and a Bible. It's, uh, I, need, I need a little bit more of your support, God yeah i need a needle something that i don't have which is uh that's when we tap out we go mm-hmm. okay you got me mm. th- th- there's that strength that comes with that yeah <laughs> and again, it kind of goes like
1: both ways you know having that submission of god like i've seen people you know get in stages of life where they start asking those questions like why this why that and they can either go two directions they can either say, why and then make something out of it and Mm. okay maybe this is a learning process maybe this is like this happened but may you know it's cliche it it is a lesson for the greater good but you get the other half where people say why and they just blame god and they they want that victim to to blame on
0: Mm.
1: and then they, they go that completely opposite direction where like a lot of time when i find people that are really like total against religion like deep down i feel that when i've asked them it came to a pivot moment of their life where they just say, "God, why am I like this? Why did my parents break up? Why mm. did I grow up in a broken home?" But and then they blame God and they think that that freak, this is it because God, you gave me this, and they didn't d- do anything with it, and they said they just they just stayed in that moment and used that moment. You know what I mean?
0: And they also find it in those moments too. Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, some people find those moments, but some people stick in those moments. They never know how to get out. Mm. You know, and they constantly find themselves just swimming in that motion of going, yeah, blame this, blame that. It's not my fault. You know, I, I, you know, why God would you put me in this prediction? God, if you were so good, so loving, so caring, why is it like this? But to get some people who get put in the exact same situation and come out of it even stronger. And they use that as a, you know, example of like, man, this is why I'm not going to raise my family this. I'm not going to be like how my dad was. I'm not going to be how like my mom was. Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, uh, but crazy enough, like, in my circle, or the circle I've been with, all the best families I've ever seen, like me and Bran's families, all our friends all got married in their early 20s. All got married in their early 20s, 21, 23. Mm-hmm. All have great children. Good looking children, happy children. The children know what they want to do already by the time they're like six or eight. Not just that, but the couple, the the guy and the girl, they have great careers, mm. And they're they're making the relationship work. Meanwhile, I know people in their, you know, 30s or 28 and they're already on a second marriage or they're doing casuals, you know what I mean? But for some reason, like... People who are in like let's say a religious relationship, whether Muslim or the Christian or the Hindu, mm. usually the the relationship works and the family sticks together. And I don't think there's any yeah. coincidence of when families stick together, most people become more successful when it's in correct. I would um, argue a that. traditional mother and father home. Because I, I I'll say I'm a traditional, but I truly believe that you know there has to be a father figure in the house because I know that mm-hmm. some things that a father can do that a mother can't do,
2: and
0: vice versa, vice,
1: yeah, versa. vice yes. versa, vice versa, vice versa, vice versa.
0: none of us can
2: give birth, yeah. right? i'm i'm uh, I'm (laughs) you ain't pregnant (laughs) yeah that's right your wife wife is pregnant i'm a (laughs) full-on mama's boy as well so like uh love my dad but our relationship grew in like my latter teen years with my dad Mm. i was mainly raised um, dad and mum were together she passed away two years ago so they were they were together all the way through um so that like two-parent household was great But dad was absent a lot mainly because he was working. Because he grew up with, I need to provide. So he'd just provide. He wasn't emotionally available or anything like that. But my mum always was. So I grew up being parented a lot by mum. And then as I grew up and started going into work and stuff, I started to exhibit a lot of the behaviors my dad had. Because I saw what it looked like to work hard. And so then I started getting closer to my dad because I was working. So it's like the vice versa. You have different relationships with different parents at different times. But if you don't have both, you I think you miss some of that. Mm-hmm. But you can also find pseudo parents. Like in church, that's another reason why people who come from single parent homes and then go to church, they end up succeeding as well because they have pseudo dads and mums in church. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I think going back to that whole thing of, Uh, a single event happening to multiple people and then something different coming out of both people, it's because humans are meaning-making machines. So we look at things and we go, okay, what does that mean for me? If you grow up in church, there's a bit of a script that tells you why things happen. And it's ultimately because, one, we've got free will. So sometimes things happen because we made them happen. Uh, and two, sometimes uh, in Ecclesiastes, talks about like sometimes things just happen. It's right. not that there's design. Okay, I want to ask you guys this okay, now because yeah. yeah. I don't know if this plays <laughs> into your a religious topic. thing. Yeah.
0: Because you believe that we always had the idea that God has a plan for us yeah. mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and we talk about free will, then which one do you believe in terms of the idea that, you know, the the future is constantly in flux? And that every decision you make now, it determines your future. Or doesn't matter what we do, it's set in stone. Mm. What one do you it's believe? It's like
2: it? the predeterminism versus yeah. the...
0: Because I've always struggled with something like that because I always like to believe, you know, I, I've started saying, look, it's in God's hands. Yeah. If he wants me to suffer like this, I'll I, suffer like yeah, this. I Reverend Jamil. It, it, yeah.
1: can be go, it can go to a lot of directions. There's, main, I can't say which one is right. We will never know which one's right, yeah. But one that I've always gravitated to gravitated to when you say, you know, is it all set in stone, whatever I do, or do I have like another chance? I would they always bring it back to what we would call Christianity the whole word of what, what grace is. Mm-hmm. So, great what makes Christianity different to any other religion is that, um, the aspect of grace. So, I could do something bad or make a bad decision, maybe it was whether I was meant to do that or maybe it was my own choice, but because of the grace of God, when I mean the grace of God, it means that, you know, God will say, All right, you know you messed up, but I'm giving you the next avenue for the second chance, that even though you don't deserve it And that's basically what the crux of Christianity is, is that without going too deep, but the Christianity is is that God the Son, Jesus, came down to earth to die for our sins, meaning that when he died, he was tortured and mutilated beyond recognitions because that's what humanity in a whole deserved as flawed human beings. Mm. If you think of every bad thing that the world's ever done, every bad thought, every bad thing humans ever done, I'm talking about murder, rape, pedophilia, um, stealing, We should get punished in the worst way possible. If you were to say, okay, your son has just been murdered by a guy, blah, 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 blah. I'd be like, man, whoever murdered my son, he deserves the worst punishment possible. Mm. And that's what Jesus took upon himself to take that punishment, something that we deserved, but Mm. he did it himself. And that's what comes with grace is that, you know, we got this special favor to go the second chance, even though we don't deserve it. Mm. So for me, I believe if I were to do something that I'm not meant to do tomorrow or today, like it's the power of grace where I can make something out, but not to abuse it. Because once I'm abusing it, then I know that I'm not using grace anymore. I'm just, you know, just being a a tool right now. Um, But I know if I know I'm working the power of grace going, God, I've stuffed up, help me through this. Then I know God can miraculously turn that around into my favor. And Brandon can testify this: where I've done crazy things in my mm-hmm. life, and I am at where I am now because I completely surrender myself to so like, God. Yeah. All right, give me a second chance here mm-hmm. to, to, to literally turn my life around and do something different. And I did that because I said, God, I, surre- I, I want to surrender my will to you. If this is the way you want me to go, I'll do it. Because I know the past 25 years of me trying to live my life my own way is not working. And that's what people, draws people to um, Christianity and God. is like, man, I've tried to do it my way and my way of thinking, my choices, and it's not worked. Mm. And the minute they start being open to like, okay, God, okay. If this is, feels right, not just be weird and was like, oh, if he, you know, give me a sign. But just having that walking everyday trust in God, things usually you know, start happening. We call it God's uh, coincidence, like God's sentences. You know, maybe it's not a coincidence that me and Brandon happened to meet you in a podcast room a few months ago, and all this <laughs> starts happening. Mm-hmm. You know, you but you do you usually find these stories. You know where these coincidences just start happening, start building up, mm. and um, we will never know what the true meaning of life is if it's all real in the end. We will never know, but at least while we're here on the Earth, that we can be that witness. Because I I, I played a part in that mm. in some minute sort of whether I played a part and changed that person's life, whether it, was, it had to do with Christianity or not, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what the whole grace um, part of spirituality is or Christianity is, is that we get that power, the power of second chance and we use that second chance to go again, wh- wh- whatever mistake we make. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh. And is there that anything you want to add to that, Brandon?
2: I, so the, going back to the original question, which is, uh, I think it's ultimately about our understanding is that um, in Proverbs it talks about uh, um, trusting the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So it's that whole idea of if we believe that as Christians we're part of, uh, um, God talks about us as being adopted. So we're not just born into a family, we're adopted, meaning we were chosen. So if we're chosen, would the person who chose us not want the best for us? And if that's the case, then his plan for me is way better than my plan for me. And if if I'm trying to understand what he's going to do, my brain will explode because he's the one that created everything, right? So if he created everything, his plan for me is the best plan in the world. I'm kind of just okay with going with it. Uh, There are definitely things I want to control and definitely things that I can. Like at work, if I just go in and go, well, I just see what happens and I don't, hit the phones, I'm not reaching out to new clients and customers and candidates and I'm not leading my team and I'm not doing what I can to constantly get better. That's not part of his plan because he wants to partner with us. He wants us to be good at what we do and he wants us to be, uh, the Bible talks about salt and light in the world. So salt brings taste, salt preserves, light guides, light leads, light brings people in. So if we're doing all those things, um, we're being one good at what we do Two, good at who we are, aware of our values, what matters to us, and defending those. And three, surrendering and being in partnership with God. That's pretty much it. Mm. And then you kind of go with it. Like I've found myself, in and so is Jamil, and no doubt so have you. And many of the listeners have found themselves in positions maybe of influence, of power, of, of places where they probably shouldn't be. And they go, oh, this is cool. I've been in conversations with people, I'm like, how how did I even get here? Um, But there have definitely been times where bad things happen and I don't know why they're happening. So for me, I'm just, there's part of what we are meant to understand, but there's a whole bunch of other things we're not meant to understand. And there's, uh, I think, this thing called spiritual maturity, where you just, you accept the things you will not understand um, and that maybe you're not meant to and you go okay cool moving on
0: yeah cool any final thoughts gentlemen before we wrap this up
1: um, it's clear what Brian was saying before about you know growing up you know, in a pretty decent home and how dad was always working I think it's something that we might never know now as young adults but we'll understand it as we get older and have our own families. is that you know what people need to do is find out that and understand that people communicate love and affection in different ways like for – similar to what Brandon, like as growing up, like my I knew my dad and mum loved me, but they communicate in different ways of how I wanted to receive that love. So for instance, for example, a dad can show their love to their children much by working hard, by mm. providing, by, you know, doing the hours. But that son or daughter may want affection differently. Mm. Sometimes they want to hear the words or sometimes they want to feel – you know, that healthy touch affection of, of a cuddle here and there. Mm. And some people, even to this day, don't receive that. Like, you know, there's still children that have never been hugged before, never been heard from their parents, oh, I'm so proud of you, well done for doing mm. that. You know, and I think that make, takes a big effect in the growth of especially young people. And, um, and it's not the bad thing that, you know, maybe the parent did a bad job. Mm. It's just that they didn't know how to communicate with their children or with their loved ones, I think that's what we as people need to do. We have to learn that you know how we communicate is perceived differently for for everyone else, like some people like I go to Brandon brandon let's catch up he lo- we, he loves a good catch up you yeah. know physically there some people don't like that some people just want a big text. Mm. some people just want a big phone call mm. you know what I mean some you once you understand that you understand how this person receives what you want want to give them. Man, it just yes. opens up, you know, real. It helps out a lot once you know how someone, re- how they receive things and how they like to do it, you know, how they receive things. Some people are words people, some people are touch people, you know, and once you understand, all right, this person likes it this way, this person likes it that way, and there's that communication. And that's what the world's missing these days, is that no one's really truly communicating. Everyone's trying to put their views out there, <coughs> but no one's truly speaking to each other on a level one-to-one where they communicate, all right, this, this, well, this. I was like, oh, okay, and understanding at that deeper level. Everyone just wants to have their little views. Oh, no, I'm know that i right, I'm right, I'm right, all right, well, tell me why I'm right. Okay, mm. you know, have that sit down. Yeah. And that's what I love about, you know, spiritual religion. You know, I can have a friend. I've got plenty of Islamic friends, and I love them mm. because they have they show more integrity in their faith Well, then I do. yeah, And I I 100% respect that, you know, that they can back it up. You know, without going on tangent, you know how they they got the whole, you know, oh, change the date. Change the date for Australia Day. I'm like, well, why? I will believe you and support you if you give me some integrity to it, not just because this person is saying so, but give me some backbone to what you're saying. I love that when people have a backbone and what they love and what they want to do. Conviction of belief. Exactly. Brandon, your thoughts, baby.
2: Yeah, when, when you believe the thing, uh, out of your own, I, th- I respect you a lot, Joe, because you've gone through the process of uh, like discovery where you go, I'm a lot of people around me have spoken about this. A lot of the people that I like and admire are religious people. There's conviction, there's values that are associated with that. I'm going through a bit of a tough time. Maybe that's something I should look into. Um, but Jamil and I probably, I definitely for me, and I think you as well, Jamil, we found. Uh, god in the same way where we're going through something where we're trying to understand ourselves the world and we found god through that um i think the conviction of belief comes in that your own self-discovery where you're trying to figure it out and you don't go with what everyone else is saying yeah you gotta you gotta find yourself and you don't have to be weird about it
1: like the whole praying thing you can literally just walk out <laughs> your house on the way to work it's like god Give me a sale today. Help me out for you. Let me, you know, just, just normal conversation, stuff like that. And a really good part to read when it comes to Bible, read the New Testament, read the Gospels. Mm. 100%. Forget the other books. You can read them later. But just read the Gospels, Mark, Luke, John, the story about Jesus, and you'll realize, man, Jesus was a great bloke.
2: Mm-hmm. What a guy. For for those who want something even more accessible, I'd also say uh, there's an app called The Chosen. The Chosen. Download that. Okay. Yeah. Great it's, stuff. it's It's just... TV series Start with season one Obviously And it's um, Like a really good Portrayal of what Jesus was like yeah. Once you know You know Jesus
1: As in like What he stood for The meaning The, the name That's what it all Comes through Just read the stories And what he did How he viewed the world And then 100%, You can say anything About what, Say anything you want About the church Christianity or What's going on mm. But if you actually Looked into the character The figure the man Jesus, you mm. can't say anything against him. Yeah. 100%. Like, if you were to say, all right, tell me a story about Jesus, and, so, and if I, I can tell you a story about Jesus and what he's done and how he viewed the world and his emotional, his, and his character development, you can't say anything against him mm. if you really read and looked into it.
0: Wow. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we got to uh, restart the podcast with this because I kind of felt like I was – Gravitating towards something I, I, so. I had
1: to draw it out Towards the middle part Because we were kind of drifting And I kind of brought it back
0: <laughs> no, It's I really good wa- it's okay. I
1: really wanted to get to that juicy
0: I'm glad I'm glad we got to have that conversation though, Because I kind of felt like It's not what I wanted to hear But I felt like it was something That I, sh- I know I need to hear Yeah You know Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway Gentlemen Thank you very much Um. This is just that last minute Where I just need you to plug If anyone can find you Starting with Jamil Where can the audience find you
1: Okay. My Facebook name is unpronounceable. So don't look for my Facebook name, my Jamgram account. I should have said that now, but I won't tell you how to spell it, but my coffee and chokes again, coffee dot and chokes. You can mm-hmm. see all my stuff, all my content on there. Love yous all. Um, you'd, if you're already listening right now, you already know who I am, what I'm about. You already follow me. I know who you haters are. And <laughs> I, know you, I know you view my stories every day, even though you don't even follow my account. I think it's pretty weird, but each to their own. Mm. Okay, but I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope you didn't get what you wanted to get today. <laughs>
2: <Brutal>. Okay, Brandon? <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty unique last name. So Brandon Sackham, yeah. uh SECOMB on everything. Yeah. Um, my company, Temper uh we are a uh, career consulting and recruitment agency so if you're out there trying to figure out what to do next in your career hit me up if you're a company looking for people hit us up um that's pretty much it
0: all right guys thank you very much for listening that is the last set podcast
2: and that is game